0: how's it going everyone welcome to another episode of soapstone my name is jake i'm joined by my co-host as always dave how's it going tonight dave
1: you know jake i feel like the past two weeks i've kind of brought up it's polite to introduce when we have a guest mm-hmm. but that's not applicable today i'm doing okay <laughs> How <are you> doing? <laughs>
0: it would be funny if someone just joined at the last second they're just like and i'm here we're not going to talk I mean, about I anything you anybody's
1: audio in at this point
0: i think i'm doing pretty well um it's kind of I, I think things are a little more chill right now. It's kind of like full I don't vibing.
1: Know. Yeah.
0: I mean, we don't really talk about politics or anything else like that, but it kind of feels like I can sort of like step back and not be like, hey, what's the next thing that's just going to be like, oh yeah, super um, concerning I'm at and terrible. At
1: least 2 to 8% less clenched than normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Reduce does. Clench. It feels like certain things are kind of starting to slow down Mm. like i think i was online talking like some people i'm just not going to name names at this point even though everyone's been on the (laughs) podcast probably right um i was like hey what happened with the election like was there any you know more fun violence going on they're like no Mm. it's just kind of standard boring politics i'm like i didn't realize how much i missed that right yeah it's just Uh oh things are happening okay versus like oh my god what the fuck's happening now
0: Mhm Yeah no I I was I haven't talked to my parents yet but I was I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like that's pretty much the stance I'm going to have on it be like get ready to be bored by everything that like doesn't happen <laughs> Yeah I don't know hopefully things stay chill um and don't have to worry about stuff like that for a while longer. We can focus on what's important
1: in life. Video games, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's obviously still like a mainstay for me. My uncle texted me today and we mm-hmm. were just kind of gabbing back and forth. Like, what'd you been up to? Uh, and He was kind of sharing that for him, obviously he doesn't have like, the same type of uh, environment that we do where it's oh friends online will play games and socialize that way right exactly it's still like it's nice to be able to fucking see people in person oh yeah he's Mm -hmm. much more of the generation where like that's how you do it and Mm -hmm. you can also like have games on the side for if it's like the weekend and everybody's busy type thing like that's a backup
0: yeah Yeah. no it's kind of like a it's a passive state for us, I think, in in our generation. Like we have discords, you know. We're in these communities. We see people are like connected to a voice channel. We can just jump in. It's kind of like having an opt-in poker night every single night. Is probably the way I would compare it to. Like, or I would explain it to an older generation, and I have to my parents. <laughs> you know, it's like this odd, um, like. Community, you can just jump into immediately. And it, it admittedly doesn't have the same depth to like a one on one conversation or like a lunch date or something like that, right? Like, those are um deeper experiences, I think. But, and I think our generation and generations to come are going to need to make sure that they don't lose those, you know, somewhere along the way. But I would say for like the pandemic, it's been really nice that my social interactions really haven't reduced at all. And there's entire other classes of people and, like, ages of people where that is not possible, right? Like, you're like, oh, I only, meet to my fr- I only speak to my friends in person. I now don't talk to anyone, right? You know, <laughs> that's,
1: that's got to be tough. I mean, do you think people in general are going to rubber band back? Or do you think certain people would be like, I'm used to the quiet.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, from... certain perspective i don't think things are gonna ever be exactly the same like as it was pre-pandemic because people are just more conscient conscious of you know health effects things like that like our generation didn't have a plague where we needed to pay attention to all of this stuff uh until now and um i think people are going to be more cognizant of some of that now i do hope people go out eventually not now when it's safe you know and re-engage in a lot of that but it it's gonna reform at least the tech sector you know like we both are work from home now um who knows how it's impacted other industries some industries just probably won't survive in their current state i don't see a way that like the world's unchanged by this
1: man that got kind of a heavy you <laughs> quick mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely gonna be uh a shake-up regardless. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, like, preach to the few people in the older generation who I still interact with. Like, I was telling my uncle, like, hey, maybe try, like, some cheap or free games online with people and just yeah, have play or something. Yeah, it's not necessarily the activity. It's who you do it with. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, we've had just. This- like people in discord when we're not actually playing games or something really common, which I think I wouldn't, might not actually be able to explain to an older generation is we'll all be sitting in voice chat and none of us are playing games together. We're all doing separate things and maybe one or two people are streaming. And then a few people are watching those people stream.
1: I would equate it back in the day. Did you ever like get on a phone call with like multiple people?
0: Yeah. A, a group call. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Or you just, I mean, you had a wireless headset at this point or just a wireless tel- telephone mm-hmm. uh, and you just kind of just walk around, stick around like, go, oh, I'm going to go grab a snack from the fridge. you are still like chatting right. with people, still online. Um,
0: with the the shoulder holding the phone up to your ear, which oh, is yeah. kind of, that's it's a thing that doesn't That's how really I got the, the,
1: cr- the crick in my neck. It was exactly. specifically from that. Yeah. Good times. Yeah,
0: times, they are a-changing, but... Yeah, we just need a we need a Discord server for uh, a bunch of people again to to jump in and talk about how the world's gotten to crap, I guess. <laughs> Those already exist. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm concerned, actually. I'm concerned about what my parents would, like, what kind of Discord communities they would join at this point. Oh, but, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't trust my parents to have any fucking clue about what's going on. Like, a meme would be posted, uh-huh. like, what is this meme? Like, I don't have time to... Mm-hmm. I feel like certain things that like come up I'm like, this is so a part of what I'm used to in my culture or whatever the fuck. It's just Mm -hmm. so ingrained where someone's like, what is that? I immediately go like, I don't have the time to explain it. It's just, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Move on. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like back when instant messaging was a thing like LOL or haha or whatever, like they never really meant I'm laughing out loud about what you just said or like i'm laughing about what you just said it's just like i have received your message and i have nothing to contribute right now like feel free to proceed if you wish i may have something to say later right you know it's just the acknowledgement and yeah i don't know there's still there's still some things that are changing there i guess
1: yeah i like the evolution of how it changes like it used to be lol they're like mm-hmm. well it's funnier than lol oh yeah. laughing my ass off hmm Uh oh yeah, no, I had rolling roll- on the floor laughing. That rolling was an on actual the floor laugh. laughing my ass off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like rolling on the floor laughing was the only one for me that represented like oh that's funny. Yeah. Right?
1: Like that's actually actually literally funny. But it it, it always felt like too extreme to put in. Uh huh. Like what what yeah. has anybody ever sent you were are like, that's that's a full raffle right there? Yeah. I mean uh, you never it's always down tiered one,
0: right? So if you're roll, if you send rolling on the floor laughing, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I could audibly laugh at that over what you said. Um, and if you said laughing out loud, it was I would not laugh out loud. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I smiled
1: briefly. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But
0: I don't know. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, we'll just, you know, keep playing games on discord, uh, fostering meaningful relationships and friendships. Um, as best we can in this pandemic and beyond, and try to not be douchebags to each other. Life goals.
1: I had you up until the last one.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, that's all we had this week. um Thanks, guys. Coming of <laughs> one of these days, we should just have like a nine-minute episode <laughs>
1: with an
0: intro and outro,
1: um, but but pad out the audio with something. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it seems like a good April Fool's one yeah especially we didn't prepare anything
0: (laughs) we've got just tons of april fool's jokes in the bag um but to return to regularly scheduled programming we (laughs) alluded to and then had several episodes i think in between uh talking about what our game of the year was for 2020 um and we usually do that on our uh like recap episode, but I forgot about it entirely, <laughs> so we just talked about like the games we covered, and we're like, yep, and those were the games we played. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> so, I think it would be uh, valuable to our listeners, who obviously care a lot about our opinions on things um, against all reason. Um, if we touch on maybe some of our favorite games, top game at least, for, for 2020. And if there's nothing there, just pick something that you really like that's still a really
1: good game I guess um, the thing that's sad is like whenever I pick my top whatever mm-hmm. uh, whenever I look at like the games list I'm like didn't play that didn't play that didn't play that and it's like out of 100 games I maybe played five and of those I pick one <laughs>
0: right exactly
1: uh, so yeah this is very subjective in our selection surprise mm-hmm. surprise um Mine, mine's pretty objective. Well, I mean it is objectively good. <laughs> <Let's say laughs> you don't even know what game um, I'm
0: looking at yeah I'm like looking through the list of like uh Watchdog's Legion. Uh no, it's probably not it. Uh <laughs>
1: let's do a countdown uh, and then we'll say it at the same time. Ready? Okay, uh, we'll say our game of the year. Okay. Three, two, one, and then go. Three, okay. two, one, Hades. Hades. Yeah, it's Hades. Oh no. I'll sync up the
0: audio later. Don't worry about it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's anticlimactic. For me, it came through at the same time. Could be a little bit of lag. I don't know. But yeah, like, why why was Hades? If you were to try to explain why Hades was your game of
1: the year for 2020, Uh, I'm going to edit in the whole previous episode on Hades. (laughs) (laughs) But like, the game has been solid uh, from an early access standpoint, and they kept adding stuff to it until actual launch. Mm -hmm. But it's fucking smooth as butter, combat's really tight. It's really easy to like pick up and go back and play and have fun runs. Yeah. Um, music, art design, everything. Everything about it is just it's really good. And everyone who I've talked to who has played it also agrees, which is nice because a lot of people haven't necessarily grown up in super giant games. They're like, oh, I've heard of one or two. But then <laughs> like they tried Hades, you're like, that's some good shit. And it is. It oh, absolutely
0: yeah. is. I agree entirely. It's like I, I, I'm I fairly certain I said this in the episode um, for Hades as well. But even if you don't like like tens or like in quotes, like perfect games, even though there's no perfect game. A ten in my mind is like genre exceeding. It's something where it's like even if you didn't like this type of game, you should probably check it out because it might either get you into the genre or. Or it's just going to be like, it's so good within that genre, you wouldn't need to play anything else anyways, right? And like Hades is 100% that it's just I don't traditionally like roguelike games all that much, Um, even if it's a theme I really like, like FTL. Um, And I don't usually play them that long. And then Hades is just like. Slap that down on the desk and I'm just gonna read the lore <laughs> through playing the game for a long time.
1: Um, also there's no downsides. Mm-hmm. Like just looking at the quick Google list of like top games of 2020 for the ones that I have played for each one, I can I can bring up a fucking list of gripes or things yeah. like they really should have changed this, or this kind of sucks. With mm-hmm. me I'm like, nah, nah, it's good. Thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree entirely. And that does really help to the game of the year selection where you're like, I don't actually have major drawbacks for this one, right? Um, and that is 100% Hades. Like the other, the other games on the list I enjoyed or my contenders, I would say, um, I enjoyed. But um, not holistically like Hades, right? Yeah. It just hits it from every single angle. Do you have um so I have like a couple that I would really consider in the running. Um part of like a top five? Probably like a top five or four. <laughs> five is a better number, but I don't know if I can come up with five. Um I'm look like, do you want me do you want me to kick it off? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I can copy some of yours.
0: That's fair. All right. So this one surprised me because it came like late. Um and it's not for reasons. I think a game of the year itself contender, like it would never fully take the spot, but it's always going to approach it. This is the sidekick in the, uh, in the, uh, shown in anime or whatever. I don't know, but, uh, ghost runner, which I loved like for just fun. Ghost runner is so freaking good. Fucking told Um, you'd like that. And like, I did like, not like speed running, but like time trial runs in ghost runner. Right. Um, which I never do for any game because I find that completely pointless. Uh, but for like an indie tied me over until cyberpunk sort of thing, like Ghost Runner actually hit a lot of points that uh, I absolutely loved and exceeded cyberpunk in some ways, as it turns out. So, <laughs> better tonic
1: <laughs> gameplay, I'll say it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. It's something I could see going back and doing more time trials just to try and beat some of your times. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to be sober when I try and do it. (laughs) I feel like that'll help me a lot. But again, no, that's a great example of very tight platforming, very snappy. Mm -hmm. And like when you do an action or you cut down an enemy, it feels good. It feels visual. It feels very quick. Mm -hmm. And then you just have really cool level design throughout a couple different areas and then bam, got yourself a game.
0: It's like a first, like I think we described it, or I described it as like a first-person, futuristic hotline Miami. Oh, and like I was gonna like that. (laughs) That's a good formula for me.
1: Yeah, that was definitely up there. I didn't see a lot of anything to blanked. What was that? Still worth mentioning, Last of Us Two. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's some gripes. Like it wasn't as heteronormative as I was hoping, but. (laughs) like it's still a solid game it's never gonna take the place of the first Mm -hmm. but i still enjoyed it
0: yeah i think for production value that was probably like yeah not not to take anything away from hades but like sheer just pump money into this production until it's unbeatable from production value last of us 2 is really freaking clean
1: it's just the story, you know, lacked a lot <laughs> or just took some different directions where I didn't think it necessarily needed to go. But still, you know, I liked it and I can't say I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I would
0: definitely recommend that one. That That's a good that's a good mention.
1: Um, now you pick one.
0: My pick is oh, yeah, uh, and th- I'm going to always state the disqualifying reason why it's not like a game of the year, I guess <laughs> for me, but like Doom Eternal. Yeah. Uh, is everything I ever want in a sequel? Like, um, it's kind of funny because you just came off the Last of Us too, but uh, like Doom Eternal was—they're like, we really nailed it with the formula. Let's just not screw with that, right? <laughs> like our one main gripe, and it maybe it sounds kind of derivative to say that because I don't want Call of Duty, right? I don't want like a new Doom with the same mechanics every year, yeah, same levels true. or like new levels. Um, but like one of our gripes was the. Um, can't remember the name of it. That enemy that uh had a shield, and you had to like vary up the way you actually attacked him to like dodge to the side or whatever. Roger? Marauder, thank you. Um, so like, I don't know. the The, the core is just so fun to play. Still, that uh, Doom Eternal is is pretty high on the list for this year for me.
1: Yeah, I still think it. I think the main reason it detracted is it just, it wasn't as mind blowing as the jump was from doom three or wherever the fuck mm-hmm. they left off before making the jump to doom 2016, which was right. like revolutionary.
0: Yeah. That's like an impossible jump to actually yeah. make again though. Right? Like I liked that they expanded on like the scope of stuff. You're like learning about these other planets. They're filling in the lore, still making it like pretty optional, but there's a lot more of it here. Um,
1: the mechanics I liked were really all that fun thing. too. Mm-hmm. You had like swingy bars. You had, yeah, minor stuff with your fucking metal mitts, <laughs> and they just added like more options, which is it kind of like fleshed out the arena levels. Yeah, where you had more mobility options. It was just cool. Oh, yeah. But it's not going to be a holy fuck. I have to go replay that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I enjoy the time I spent in it.
0: I actually bought the DLC and I have every intention of going back and playing it, but I have not yet.
1: I was just like the gods DLC.
0: I, I think so. That sounds right. I, it was like one of the steam sales or something like that. I was like, Oh yeah, there's DLC for this game. I really enjoyed. Hmm. I it will
1: out. revisit this in a year. <laughs> something. I wish we played more together, but I understand why we didn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a lot of DLC, but they had a lot of content. Follow guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that has taken, I mean, outside of Among Us, the world by storm. Yes, yeah. Having little jelly bean people go through a MXC style challenge. And it's just kind of silly and fun. Occasionally yeah. it's janky and I want to scream at it because too many people are jumping when I'm trying to jump. But it's still a game where I can, I feel like I can pick up and play with friends.
0: Mm hmm. It's definitely like a lesson that um like having a core gameplay concept and loop and just idea, you just like really don't need all of that other superfluous stuff. Um yeah, it was graphically,
1: like, guess what, guys? Not that not that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it went with a very cartoony, playful art style. Mm-hmm. But it, it works and that's very like fun and lighthearted. Yeah. Their, their strat is called a brevity and levity. Make it short, <laughs> make it fun and upbeat. Go. They give yeah. you go pat on the ass, give you some tunes. you are pushing people off ledges like a sociopath.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I think you can emphasize in game design is like you don't have to do 10 things well. It's much better to do one thing like great if you're going to like really focus on one mechanic, if you really have a core part of your game, that's fun, screw the rest of it. Focus on the fun.
1: I've been trying to convince my boss of that specifically. Listen, I do this one thing really well to really have to do all this other stuff. Come on now.
0: There's the, um, the, the Reggie quote, uh, it's like for, from Nintendo. It's Mm -hmm. like, if it's not fun, why bother? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's just, I don't know. I think that that's that's a key that's really exemplified by games like Among Us and Fall Guys, where they have a specific focus for exactly what they're going for, and they just push that. Um, apparently, that still works because those games exploded this year.
1: Thank you, Twitch. <laughs> and I definitely spent more time earlier in mm-hmm. the pandemic, but I did get a lot of value out of Animal Crossing. Yeah. I'm sure I'll go back and do some more at some point. Uh right now I'm I'm good. Cause they'll just add like a couple of seasonal items. I'm like, I have to do what? Nah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't really need it. But still yeah, very I, fun and Animal Crossing E. I
0: yeah. I I know I'd be concerned getting into Animal Crossing because they it has the obsessive like accomplish this goal, set a new goal, accomplish this goal, set a new goal. That tends to like subsume my life when i experience that so i'm specifically avoiding it actually
1: well I because mean, i think i'd like it Does <laughs> that for a period of time mm-hmm. but then i guess it would be the end game where you don't have expenses come up mm-hmm. and you're just kind of designing your island however you want yeah there's a like crew and stuff i think the biggest thing is if you and your wife were both actively playing it you'd probably grab a second switch <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that would be that would be a little bit of an expense for largely just this specific game because we do share the Switch right now and there's not really any contention.
1: You can only have one one island, right? I think I think you can technically
0: have multiple people on it based off what I saw from like girlfriend reviews, but okay. there's enough downsides to it that they're like, nah, just uh-huh. make another island, and if you're going to play at the same time, get another Switch, and so not quite ready for that jump yet
1: <laughs> if you guys are looking for Easter gifts for Jake throw it <laughs> yeah. out there a switch wouldn't be too shabby
0: just get me get me a switch I guess <laughs> for this game that I have not played yet <laughs> yeah
1: anything um, else you want to mention on other other games that were good but not not as good
0: I think those are those are most of the key ones um I played some other games that were like fun that year but I think, for the purpose of mentioning just some of the best ones, I think I think those were largely, largely as I look through the <laughs> the list frantically, seeing if there's anything else that I'm just gonna really regret not mentioning.
1: Um, if only we had a platform to mention it in the future. Worst case,
0: yeah, technology doesn't exist yet. My friend Pedro, obviously, really good. Um, no, actually, I um, I did end up playing and beating Carrion. Mm-hmm. Buying, playing, and beating, carrying. And we didn't talk about it at all because i never mentioned it until now. I yes, guess this is literally
1: um, news to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I had played the demo and I was not like fully sold on it. And then I went through and playing the single, the actual like full game. I enjoyed the pacing a little bit more. Um, it doesn't belong on this list. This is like an honorable, honorable mention just because I found out that I don't like the classical Metroidvania. Um, there's a large world map and you've like reached the end of a path and you don't know where to go now. And this game 100% does that. Um, so zero out of 10.
1: <laughs> Says Otherwise, the guy who was previously saying, I really like Hollow Knight... <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing about
0: Hollow Knight is that it at least had the indicators for like
1: oh yeah like you can areas really... of the
0: map you haven't explored mm-hmm. yet right there's a connective area here or there's macro like here's the the temple yeah. of the egg and I feel
1: like it was laid out a little bit better or more intuitive I guess or that's just yeah. a bias
0: it, yeah it, it really seems a lot better it is also a bias but I agree <laughs> it's freaking great so, and uh cool. Factorio Bonus mention: officially, real officially launched this year. So if Hades uh qualifies, then Factorio qualifies.
1: I don't if believe in automating about. anything, so I didn't play it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Working in technology, don't believe automating <laughs> anything. <laughs> Bold stance. <laughs> I, I specifically write things out on paper and mail it into the office. <laughs> <laughs> I will say yeah. something on this list uh, that mm. I've actually been playing recently which would probably get up there. Ghost mm. of Tsushima.
0: Yes. I want to play it.
1: There were some trailers back in the day where like, oh, that looks good. And to be fair, it, it does look fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think my initial fear is that it was going to be a kind of bootleg Sekiro. Uh, but they play very differently. This is an open world game. So treat it like your Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's good. I'm enjoying the combat. Uh, Occasionally you can have like duels against enemies, Mm -hmm. which it kind of more leverages when you need to use special combat skills instead of just dragging out enemies one by one. Right. But the main thing I think is just the aesthetics of the game. So at some point when I finish it or just get tired, I will probably just give you the disc. (laughs) uh, Play through it as well. Because I think you'll like it. I, I,
0: I probably will. I played like open world games toward the end of the year, Far Cry 5, which it was not a 2020 title, but I enjoy Far Cry. And as it pains me, I enjoy that Ubisoft style open world explore like clear bases and like not necessarily get collectibles, but a lot of that other stuff. And from what I've heard, Ghost of Tsushima is really good for that. It's like, um, according to skill up, at least it was like, um, basically peak um traditional open world style game um and so i'm like okay i have to play it i guess right like i've had several friends say it's really good this is going on it's on the list
1: <laughs> yeah future episode tbd but for sure yeah you've been playing anything recently
0: uh just just really Can't one game 14, <laughs> <Not> 14 yeah <laughs> I'm pretty much always playing 14, but the um, uh, most recent thing is early access game. I know, judge me um, on Steam uh, called Invisible Strain, and there's some other stuff there in the title. I don't think that uh, I think this is like the second game or something. Oh, survivalist Invisible Strain—that's what it's called. Okay, <laughs> didn't yeah. want to misrepresent it, but it's like a co-op sort of um, survival zombie base building type game many of these horsemen <laughs> i know you're familiar Dave, because we've literally talked about this this is early access survival
1: uh crafting uh so before before i label you a heathen and cast you out of the church mm-hmm. what's the redeeming quality of like why is it have you interested why do you keep playing
0: it so it's it's cell shaded which is interesting, kind of like off the bat for me. I kind of just like that art style, um, not like Wind Waker, full on cell shading, but like uh, have a black border around every border, like line? object or person or whatever,
1: huh? Like Borderlands.
0: Yeah, yeah, much like Borderlands. Borderlands is a really good comparison. Um, the other thing is, there's like the right side of your screen is, and I wasn't sold on this, but I came to like it. Dedicated to some menu of like description of whatever you're looking at um and a camera view up in the top right and if you're not targeting anything it's just like following your player character like an action shot Mm -hmm. and if you target something if you look at something then it follows them so if you're like looting a building it'll like pan around the building kind of like showing the building Um, nothing else it doesn't like give you extra information really or if there's, like, a zombie, it will, like, pan around the zombie as they're, like, running at you or whatever. Um, and it's kind of an interesting, like, little gimmick, I guess. Um, but the game is not, like, a first-person shooter. It's much more traditional Deus Ex sort of have you increased your skills, your stats, by, like, picking up books and just doing things to get that experience type and if you have not it'll take you forever for like the little reticule to zoom in for you to actually get an accurate shot with like an arrow or a gun Um, and I don't know it's it it scratches that itch I guess um, for the base building thing I don't know how multiplayer works I haven't tried multiplayer but you can switch between any of the uh, people the members of your group um, at any time so you can just like pause the game and be like, I am now controlling this one. And the guy you were just playing as will go on to AI behavior for like managing his job or doing whatever.
1: So that's where final fantasy seven remake got it from. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Next it's got time it's... You
1: play it. Let me, let me stream snipe. Mm-hmm. Or just, um, share on discord. Yeah. So I can see. And maybe yeah, like, prob- yeah, that was awesome. Or I'll be like, because a fucking idiot. <laughs> thing, I just won't uh,
0: play it. Yeah, it's really cheap. It's like eight bucks. And I think it has potential, but I want to see where it goes out of early access. I think it's just like a single developer, which is always like borderline sus. Like, cause I, I don't know the health of this person. Hopefully they live a long time. But if they just drop, <laughs> does the game also just drop, right? You need two people. You need a backup developer.
1: Oh, so it's kind of like the George R.R. R. Martin thing where you're like, mm-hmm. please don't die before you finish the thing. But to be fair, exactly. like Toby Fox did Undertale. That's true. Now, to be fair, some other people helped draw the art stuff. But Point nine nine percent of that game is him. Um, Took him a long time, obviously, comparatively, mm-hmm. to like if he had a team. But hot damn
0: imagining like half of the game's done and then Timmy came in to finish the story <laughs> there
1: you go <laughs> actually the whole the whole outro sequence for like the last two hours that was temi not yeah
0: <laughs> things get real weird um, but yeah it's a it's an interesting game we'll see we'll see how it develops but i'll let i'll let people know i guess um, have you been playing anything recently or are you just uh the last keeping up with dota and stuff
1: Keeping it, yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you abandoned Dota? Or are you Are you free? <laughs> taking a couple day break, but I mean, probably tomorrow night. Someone messaged me like, yeah, I'll play. Um, <laughs> so most recently, Mike got me RoboQuest. Okay, which, as far as you're concerned, it plays a lot like Gunfire Reborn, okay. where it is yeah. a roguelike first person shooter done in kind of like a Unity engine style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've gone through that a couple times. It's been fun. Uh, music's much more getting your blood pumping. Right. Kind of, te- kind of synthetic or yeah. something. But for where it's at right now, there's not a whole bunch of content. So after you do like, a couple of runs, kind of fuck around, it's like, okay, I can, I can wait on that. Mm-hmm. But I do like that more people are exploring this type of game. Because it's something really? like... Really took the time, like, hey, here are the good qualities of these other types of roguelike first person shooters. How Mm -hmm. can we make the best one? Or maybe you get like a studio that has money in versus like something that's very small or like a single person. Yeah. I feel like you could have something very juicy and awesome on your hands. Cough, cough, super giant. I called Mm -hmm. it, they're making a first person shooter next. Let it be this genre. (laughs) It's so good.
0: We definitely made jokes about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Still think it could happen.
0: We are the insiders, obviously, for Super Giants' plans.
1: The other thing is, I've been playing almost neurotically. I'll do like a couple Noita attempts.
0: Yeah, I see the I see the launch
1: every time. I every time I launch, it's like fuck. Do you know what it is?
0: Is it because it, the, watch the main process quits out or something like that, or restarts?
1: No, it's just more like a mental thing. Is what what I meant, but what?
0: I... Oh, okay.
1: That was a great ten seconds of audio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Noita is, though? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. We've talked about it, so you don't you don't need to describe it to the audience at all. All right, <laughs> no. Enough. All right, wait. No, it
1: what? Is What's Noita, Dave? So it is a roguelike 2D platform dungeon crawly type thing. Yeah. Where there's like enemies in the dungeon, you kill them. You have one that has spells and then you have like a a bottle or a potion. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much your kit. And you kind of are meant to go and explore. If you get to the bottom of a certain area, there's a portal, which kind of brings you to a little intermediary space to like use your money to buy shit. And then go to the next area, and it gets progressively more bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the game is always out to kill you, and this mm-hmm. is mainly because everything in the game is a simulated pixel. Mm-hmm. So, like each thing has specific properties. So, like fire spreads on wood. Oh. Uh, you can also like spew oil. You can kick stuff. Like you can kick an explosive barrel, and then yeah, shoot it. The wands and spells essentially act like guns, but you can get different wands, different spells, and customize them to have whatever fucking shit you want, and some of it gets really crazy. And I haven't even seen half of it at this point. Yeah. Uh, But typically, you find a cool combination of some stuff, and then you kill yourself with it, because that (laughs) is the game. Uh, The only secrets I've found so far have been through sniping on YouTube.
0: Gotcha, okay.
1: But man, that game is, it has a lot of stuff, but man, (laughs) I got my ass kicked. Yeah, I I
0: only, I think I watched you play for one session and it looked absolutely brutal. (laughs) Like (laughs) a lot of, a lot of like roguelikes are like, all right, your first level is like pretty much going to be a cakewalk. It's just you determining whether your build's viable or not. And then we'll actually start to throw challenges at you. You know, that's pretty standard balancing. And it's like, I think for the most part, yeah, you were kind of making it like through the first level or whatever, and then you'd step on like just the second floor, and it's just w- immediately eviscerated by all these enemies. I'm like, okay, oh, okay, guess the build wasn't viable or whatever. You know, it looked really hard, um, and I need meta progression to like make up for skill <laughs> deficiency. <laughs> That's one of my requirements of roguelikes. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's it's fair, but. I think somebody said it. I think Albino, uh, who's a YouTuber whose video I was watching about this, said mm. like the meta progression you get is knowledge. Because, mm. like, you learn, like oh, you can't electrocute water. And if I'm in that water, fucking sucks. You yeah. learned certain attack patterns. You learn how to move around a little bit better. When That's it's fair. okay to jump into fire because you're using your water potion to pour water under you so you can collect the gold that enemy dropped. Oh. like you get better at certain little things or you learn to explore over here and you know what's over here you can't go over here yet because it'll kill you type things
0: gotcha no I do like that I do like games where passive knowledge accumulation helps you in the end
1: yeah but the game is still
0: <laughs>
1: it looked hard <laughs> but it's still fun like it, it's in that space where I feel like all roguelikes should aspire to be where Mm -hmm. after you have a good run or a bad run you're thinking i can i could do another run and it's gonna be awesome or like this next one will be the one for sure right something that brings you back to the gameplay loop yeah and like
0: knowledge can definitely or having the ability to learn from your experiences in a roguelike is also key to um lending a sense of fairness i guess because that's something that's pushed me away sometimes is if i die and i'm just like oh i just like freaking got cheesed by something right it's the equivalent to like running past a wall in dark souls like um and you get like backstabbed by somebody right you're like i don't really particularly think that was fair i'll like put this away in my knowledge banks and never let this happen in this particular location again but um It has to be fair for me to, or feel fair at least for me to really enjoy it. And if you can die and then be like, I know exactly why that happened and try to avoid that in the future, that's that's good gameplay design, I think. Yeah. And sometimes just your build sucks. (laughs) That's That's just where you're at.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you're like, my damage is low. Let me take something that spews fire. Why am I taking burn damage?
0: <laughs> Can I get mom's knife? Mom's knife in here? No, no. Okay. All right. Throw it out.
1: Oh, it comes back. Nice.
0: <laughs> but yeah, those are, those are some solid games. And I think, you know, it, it's kind of funny that several of them, um, we didn't even really cover Ghost of Tsushima. I guess we didn't play. Yeah. That, so we can't say like, whether that's a contender for the other
1: thing. But yeah. Also, I think I mentioned to you offline, I did play One Shot at somebody's recommendation. That's mm-hmm. kind of small, short, and cute. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's one of the things like, I don't want to comment too much because mm-hmm. part of it is the experience. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those. But it, it does share some elements of other games that i think you'd like gotcha
0: yeah i might have to give it a look see i have a couple things on the list right now in the uncategorized because i bought them and haven't played them things or in the will of the wisps nice um there's another one which i must have actually categorized because <laughs> it's not here anymore i have lisa now so you picked up lisa oh, I- yeah, I apparently also have one shot about that in December and forgot about it. So legit, when you start
1: playing Lisa, can you let me know? Can you stream yeah. that? <laughs> I'm very concerned. No, it's <laughs> for not like this that. Game. It's just... It, for an RPG, it's definitely the most unique RPG I've played so far. And I still yeah. need to go through and actually continue where I left off and beat it. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Um, and I picked up Destroy All Humans for some reason.
1: Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> that was an old Xbox know. 360 game, right? It's or like it's, it's a remake. Original Xbox. Of... I mean, back in the yeah. day, the first one. Yeah,
0: it's a remake of like the old one. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see if I play it more. Um, and then uh, one that you know a lot of fans have been wanting us to play for a long time, so I figured I'd pick it up. Um, uh, Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls. So, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> sequel to the ones you guys last played? I think it's three. It's like Danganronpa, another episode. Did you guys play three know. or four? I played one as the only. Oh,
1: one I, we've actually played. Yeah, I remember like you guys like binged it over weekend. You're like, mm-hmm. we love this. I was like, oh nice. Yeah. And I hadn't really heard of it at all, but I just know you guys like yeah. playing it a fuck ton.
0: <laughs> it's basically like visual novel plus a mini game and a little bit of walking around, but. It was fun. I don't know. Enjoyed it. I'm a sucker for dark anime stuff, and that's basically what it is. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you want more of like a a lighthearted anime novel, mm-hmm. I, I recommend. hot oh, shit! What's the name of the poetry club?
0: Doki Doki Liter- po- Literature, club. Literature Club. Yeah. <laughs> Easy recommend, honestly.
1: It's lighthearted. It's nice. <laughs> yeah how do you feel about subversive games in general do you prefer them or do you just appreciate them as they come up it's it's a it's a tough
0: topic like so doki doki's free that's the reason it works right like if it was actually a dating sim visual novel type thing and there was no subversion People would let legitimately feel ripped off if they paid money for it and then got blindsided by all this stuff, right? Because you're buying into the concept. Yes. And so like it kind of makes subversive games really hard to actually market. Because by definition, if you're selling it, you're selling them, you're selling the consumer something different than what they actually think they're getting. Which is not usually good. That's true. Right? I
1: guess the only real like tag that you can do it's like, here's the initial setting, but not everything is as it seems, and then you leave yeah. it at that because. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, same thing with like Pony Island. Did you ever play?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure you played that. Didn't we talk about it at one point?
1: That's probably.
0: Uh, yeah, I played two hours, which I think is the entire That's game. The <laughs> if I yeah. <laughs> but,
1: like it's really solid and it's gets out there more Mm -hmm. than you would expect, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's very meta and manipulative. And
1: I think in general, like you need the wealth of games in a certain genre to exist for subversion to be possible. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like you can't just have, this is, I'm calling it a first person shooter. And the second person is like, I'm going to turn it on its head. And people are like, what? <laughs> I don't even right, know what yeah. this first thing is. So like
0: I for Pony Island, I just, I brought it up because I was looking at it in Steam. Like the opening trailer kind of has some glitchiness, glitchiness in the splash screen. Okay. And like you get the impression that things are like not quite right. And then the, the description is Pony Island is a suspense puzzle game in disguise. You're in limbo, trapped in a malevolent and malfunctioning arcade machine devised by the devil himself. It is not a game about ponies. And so I think that's the right way to do it. You're like, you are purchasing a game for the incredibly expensive price of five dollars, and <laughs> we're going to tell you that this game is not what you like actually would expect if you just looked at like the box art, right, yeah. or like the splash screen. Um, but we're not going to tell you what it is. Something is mysteriously wrong here, and you'll play the game to figure it
1: out. Okay. I got to say, overall, I'm definitely a sucker for not specifically subversive games, but stuff that does get a little bit meta or mm-hmm. things that break fourth wall. Yeah. Like, back when we played Talus Principle, when you have the other AI that's mm-hmm. trying to, like, convince you one way, whereas Elohim is trying to convince you another way. Right. And you have that kind of... They're both speaking directly to me as the player, not necessarily the in-game character. It's like, what do I do? Um, I really like stuff like that.
0: If you if you can allocate the right amount of weight to it and like make it internally consistent, sort of like with the feel of the game, those can be really cool moments.
1: Yeah. Um, It kind of adds like that layer of depth slash if it's your first time with something like that blows your fucking mind. Yeah, Like, for a lot of Mm -hmm. people back in the day, it was obviously going to be Metal Gear Solid and them reading your memory card. Yeah, exactly. Psycho Mantis. Yeah. So you like to play Castlevania. (laughs) That's some wild shit where, like, if you went into, like, I know what video games are, that would still blow your fucking mind.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's really cool. It's it's really cool game design. I I know that this is not the Subversive Games episode, but... I realize you've opened like the treasure tove, trove of discussion I think here and another I, one that has to be mentioned is Undertale which of course we come back to all the time but that's the perfect example of a subversive game where like the tagline for that game is it's like a um, uh, it's like 8-bit or like pixel RPG where you don't have to kill anyone mm-hmm. right and you're like that's it's, interesting. it's a shit
1: tagline <laughs>
0: Right. Well, it's it's hilarious because I mean, or it's, it's interesting because it's like there are there, there exist plenty of games where you don't have to kill anyone and they don't market themselves as games where you don't have to kill anyone. So what's different about this one that they're taglining it as such. Right. And that hides the subversiveness of it. And that if you play a game, if you play this game where you're trying to kill everyone, it is a really dark experience. And I cannot emotionally do it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and, yeah. but that's not what they sell you. Right. They sell you neutral and pacifist.
1: Yeah. But it's cool because enough gaming history has happened where you can essentially plan out paths. Like, there's going to be these types of players. There's people mm. who never want to hurt anything. And they read that tagline, they're like, okay, cool i won't yeah there's people Mm -hmm. who are like oh i didn't really read the tagline just kind of doing whatever and you have Mm -hmm. like your neutral your 50 50 yeah and then Mm -hmm. you have people who are like i bet i could break this game um yeah it's like you think i won't i'll show you and they'll specifically do the thing because it's an option Mm -hmm. and then each path is accounted for for like how the game responds
0: yeah, like I don't. I, we don't have time for another Undertale I know, episode. I know. But literally, like I, as you're describing this, I remember in our episode, and like I was, I think you were watching me play the game the first time, and I got to like characters. Weirdly
1: voyeuristic. Anytime somebody plays Undertale,
0: I mean, it's fair. You really want to see what people do, and it's like, oh, okay, name your character. And I'm like, haha, Dave is attached to all these characters, and I'm an Edge Lord. I'm going to name myself like Murder. And then the game's just like, that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? I'm like, this is going to be one of those experiences, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) it's just
1: so good. So good. Yeah, I need to, maybe this weekend or sometime in the near future, I need to get Stevie to play it. Oh my God. He said he'd stream it for myself and his friend. I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but she was cool. Friend of Stevie. Friend Stevie. (laughs) Yeah. oh that that old term yeah
0: no that's cool though i i, I do like the um the concept though i mean we have played tons of games and subversion can be a very powerful tool if you earn it in the game that you're you're playing right it's you won't be subverted you won't have your expectations subverted if the game broadcasts what's going to happen if it's not fun nobody cares you know like you got to do something to get there. And so subversion's kind of um it's the same reason like humor is funny because it's reality adjacent, right? Or there's truth of reality in it. Subversion can be interesting because the base game has already gotten you invested.
1: Yeah. So It's cool. I'm squinting my eyes at the analogy. I get what you mean. <laughs>
0: If you're not invested in reality, humor is not funny. That's basically what I'm saying. If you have no investment.
1: I find humor funny,
0: but... (laughs) Reality sucks. (laughs) And that's funny. What I just said is obviously funny. Because everybody knows reality does suck. (laughs)
1: Discussion is meta. Bringing it all back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ah. Anything going on in uh, gaming news? I know we've kind of been just catching up on some stuff.
0: No, it's fun. No, there's nothing in
1: news. Okay, cool. I say, yeah. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking
0: through the news thing, and I'm like, eh, a lot think... of the the topics I picked out. Dude, dude. Any of these? Do any of these really matter? Okay, I'll I'll mention this one because it's like ridiculous. And our most um, affluent, maybe not affluent, our most prominent podcast listener is in the similar boat with me. New Way ran raffle where the winners uh, of the raffle itself won the opportunity to pay full price for Ryzen 5000 CPUs and uh, RTX 3080 graphics cards. That's where we're at.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Like, I understand supply is limited, but hey, you win a raffle, you have the opportunity to buy this. (laughs) Okay. I mean...
0: I I guarantee you so many people entered this. Oh, yeah. It's literally just a lottery to get something people have been waiting for for three or four months or whatever now.
1: If you could have gotten a Tesla early through something like that and you had the funds to do so, yeah. Like, I could see somebody doing it, but Mm. that's just not me. I I immediately, like, knee-jerk at that sentence.
0: Yeah, it's... You, I think everyone should knee jerk a little bit because this is not the way reality should work, right? It's just like a great cryptocurrency is like exploding right now, too. So that's another reason graphics cards will never become available and freaking sucks.
1: Yeah. I guess I'll keep playing my. Well, I guess I'm done playing janky cyberpunk for now. Coming
0: mm-hmm. to revisit probably when
1: there's patches and stuff. And... At least okay. a year for me. Yeah and that i will forget and then someone will be like hey did you hear the pet cyberpunk like yeah okay cool i'll check it out
0: it, it'll i i guarantee it'll be really nice for me like a year from now or whatever where i'm just like i don't really feel like i don't have anything to really play and i'll go look and be like oh there's all these cool cyberpunk mods the community made and the all this stuff's fixed slap that in and really enjoy the game but
1: Two vaginas. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> Character creations off the chain. Um, this other one I thought was pretty funny, as far as news is concerned. Auto Chess developers are switching focus uh, to development on a new MOBA um, based off of the Auto Chess universe. So,
1: so Auto Chess is specifically under Riot. Correct? So
0: this is the this is the actual split off Auto Chess. So dota auto chess was created right yes in the timeline and riot was like it got big obviously a lot of people were playing it Riot was like we're gonna make our own version um and valve was like hey let's talk to the people who are actually making auto chess can we get them under our umbrella we'll get an official version of this you know released and that didn't really happen didn't pan out fell through whatever dota or valve went on to make underlords which is dota's Auto chess official, right? Completed their auto chess official. And the people who are working on the mod in the workshop for Dota went off and made auto chess the actual official standalone thing. So, this is that team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, having finished their development on it and their investment on it, whatever, they're like, okay, let's now make a MOBA based off of our split off game. Based on a MOBA. (laughs) Based on a MOBA. Yeah which i just find hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's I can't imagine like making a character for a MOBA when you already have such a huge cast. Let's say just in Dota, there's mm. 120-ish. There's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot.
0: I don't even know all of them anymore.
1: And like through all my years of playing, like I could tell you what each one does now. But mm-hmm. they're all very distinct. And like making something that's new and unique in that that's also not a copy of the other three or four MOVAs. Yeah. Like I always feel like there's gonna be it has to be some overlap. But man, it's it'll be interesting to see yeah, they f- what they do.
0: Yeah, I think I think League probably reached this point first where like it felt like and I I I could be wrong, because they do have some interesting character designs they come out with, but there's just a whole lot of characters. And their focus on skill shots kind of like in particular means like there's not really a crazy amount of variety where it's like, let's introduce a new character. And they're completely different from everything else that exists. Right. And then Dota reached that place, too. They had this like Archer like character that came out. I don't know about was it was it twitch or something. Hoodwink. I can't remember. Hoodwink. There you go. I don't know why I thought twitch. I was like, that seems twitch like it a... is
1: the rat archer from League of Legends.
0: Oh, OK. There you go. He literally
1: um, went on to start his own hosting platform. Anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Justin.tv is what that <laughs> one was called. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was looking at this and I was like, this person, this looks a lot like like uh, Windranger. <laughs> and, you know, some of these skills seem pretty derivative just from Dota itself. It's not like they're out there copying Smite or whatever, right? Like, no, this is, a, this is um, crap. I was trying to think of a god... And I immediately went to Zeus, who also exists in Dota. My point is made. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think anything is that's made now is gonna immediately be called out as derivative. And whether it's true or not, it's gonna be partially true.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the same thing we said about like music movies. Uh, works of liter- literature, or smut right. as I call it, mm-hmm. Bible is a pretty good piece of smut. Mm-hmm. Song of Solomon, literally though, um. <laughs> but it's always cool to see what people come up with. Because in the same way, this is me bringing it back. We had online language develop from like LOL and rafflemail, okay, and okay. how we express things with emoticons and how like the language itself develops. And like what we do with it, we're all kind of like a symptom of our past, but a catalyst to the future. So like things will always shape in an interesting way. That was
0: that was a surprisingly deep line. Not not saying it's As surprising because I'm recording another Jake. All these <laughs> other episodes,
1: I was off. On it. <laughs> <laughs> that was. He's quite yeah a lot,
0: huh? Yeah. So, anyways, that's why we play video games because <laughs> we're scared of the catalyst. <laughs> just, who knows? Who knows what real life will turn into? Or if you're so. Ian, you're
1: allergic to catalysts.
0: Mm. Yeah. Or if you're playing Destiny, the catalyst never drops. So.
1: I'll also throw in Gennaro is allergic to catalysts. Joke mm. complete.
0: This is oh gato. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I you, gotcha, I you. Gotcha.
1: I didn't realize he was. Also, really cute um Metroidvania. You've noticed you're not big on it. Gato mm. Roboto. Hmm.
0: Translates as uh, cat robot. Yes. yes. For the listeners, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank I am you. the uh, <laughs> I wanted to go a Spanish background,
1: so they appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Acting Spanish translator for the episode. We have a lot of listeners.
1: Um that's a lie. <laughs> we have listeners. <laughs> Someone will okay. listen to this by within a week. We have probably. listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but
0: I was going to say we have uh, listeners all over the place. So I don't know what languages people speak. I don't actually think we have a lot of listeners, and they are mostly focused in the U.S. But sometimes we uh, get people accidentally clicking our podcast in other countries. So thank you to those people.
1: Yeah, that was a, a fun message a year ago.
0: Mm. Yeah, shout out to that person. Hopefully, still listening. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment to the cause. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now we've, I think fulfilled our, our obligation to at least talk about our game of the year, uh, eligible picks and ultimate picks for 2020, um, which I think is, is good. That's a habit, uh, in, or a tradition. Obviously we want to continue because it's, uh, it's, it is content. Um, and if we don't talk about video games here, what do we even do? So
1: I don't know i don't know jake the thought scares me yeah
0: me too if you have any other thoughts that are scary uh to us and they're you know it could be existential or just games you want us to play that we really don't want to play you could send those in to soapstone at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast and as always we'll see you in the next one have a good night